So today I want us to go to the book of Jonah and I want us to look at some things. We're going to talk about healing uh, today. And uh, you know the story of Jonah. He's in uh, he's in this city and uh, and or this town or whatever it was. And he God tells him to go to Nineveh and to preach. And he says no. So God says get on this boat, go to Nineveh. He says no. So he gets on a different boat. And in this different boat, the boat begins to sink. And Jonah says, don't worry about it. It's me. Throw me overboard. And this great fish, a lot of people think it was a whale. I don't know what it was, but it was a great fish. And uh, and this great fish swallowed Jonah. And he was in the stomach of the fish three days and three nights. I have a lot of questions about that. But, you know, like a, uh, like the stomach acid, the digestive process, seaweed all over him. How did he breathe? All those questions I had. But, you know, I... He was in this great fish, and uh, and apparently he could breathe, and uh, so he did. And then it says in chapter 2, he says, And then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the stomach of the fish. And he said, I called out of my distress to the Lord, and he answered me. I cried for help from the depth of Sheol. You heard my voice. For you had cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the current engulfed me. All your breakers and billows passed over me. So I said, I have been expelled from your sight. Nevertheless, I will look again toward your holy temple. Water encompassed me to the point of death, and the great deep engulfed me. Weeds are wrapped around my head. I descended to the roots of the mountains and the earth with its bars was around me forever. But you have brought me up from, uh, you have brought up my life from the pit, O Lord. While I was fainting away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. Those who regard vain idols forsake their faithfulness. But I will sacrifice to you with a voice of thanksgiving, that which I vowed I will pray salvation is from the Lord. And then the Lord commanded the fish to vomit him uh, and vomited uh, Jonah into dry land. Okay, I want to look at this word, uh, at some of these things that he says. Um, you know, because a lot of people, and I'm going to get into this whole thing of healing over the next few days. But I want to look at this first. Somebody asks me all the time. Um, they said, how come people aren't healed that you pray for? And I tell them, you know, I don't know that answer. I don't have an answer as to why they don't. I do not believe, um, you know, I, I, I believe this, that I need to get closer to God because Jesus healed all. Everybody that came to Jesus was healed. No exceptions. Well, there's people in the Bible who haven't been healed in the New Testament and, uh, before Jesus died. That's true. But did they come to Jesus for healing? Because the Bible says that everybody that came to him, he healed. And that was in Matthew, you know, Matthew 13 and Matthew 15. That all came to, all who came to him were healed. All. Acts 10.38 says, um, it says that how Jesus of Nazareth went about doing good, healing all who were afflicted. Of the devil. In 1 John, it says that uh, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. 
So understand this, if it's not God's healing, uh, not if it's not his will to heal, then Jesus broke the will of God every time he healed somebody. In Matthew chapter 8, the, the leper came to Jesus and said, um, and said, Lord, if you are willing, and Jesus said, I am willing, be healed. That's a good word right there. In the New Testament, later in the, in the epistles, he says, um, he says that, that uh, by his stripes, we were healed, past tense. The Bible says that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all come to repentance and a knowledge of God. So you have to understand the work of the cross. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is the Lord that heals you. Well, how do you how do you get healed? Now, I want to start off by saying this, that there's a difference between healing and miracles. Healing takes time. Healing is a process. Miracles happen all at once. I love the medical community. I have no problem with the medical community. I have prayed for people that were healed. I have prayed for people that weren't healed. I don't know the answer as to why not. I think I have something that we can look at that can be really helpful to us to not only have our healing, but to keep our healing as well. So I want to suggest something here. I want to suggest something here. That when Jonah says this, he says, those who regard vain idols forsake their faithfulness, but I will sacrifice to you with a voice of thanksgiving. It's a sacrifice of thanksgiving. He prayed, and he says, like he says this, those who regard vain idols. Well, what are vain idols? What were the vain idols that Jonah is talking about? Personally, I believe that those vain idols are your um, eyes seeing that nothing has changed. You have more faith, and I have more faith in my natural eyes than I do my spiritual eyes when we look at these, quote, vain idols. I believe that those are symptoms. I believe that those are the symptoms and those are the natural, um, how do you say it? Those are the natural, um, those are the things that you see out of your natural eyes, your symptoms, your feelings. Those are vain idols. You are not how you feel. Your feelings aren't really how you feel. Your feelings aren't really who you are. I'll develop that at a, at a later time. But he says, those who regard vain idols forsake their faithfulness, forsake their faith. The, those who regard them, those who pay attention to them, those who do that forsake faith. Which is a greater reality? Earth and what you see uh, in, the, in the 3D? Or is greater reality what's happening in heaven? The Bible says, let it be done on earth the same way as it is in heaven. 
God is powerful, man. God can do everything. It's paid for on the cross. The blood of Jesus. In Isaiah 53, I want to turn there and read this out of the um, out of the New American Standard. He says, He was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and like one from whom men hid their face, he was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely our griefs he himself bore and our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. Now here it is. But he was pierced through for our transgressions. Okay, so he was pierced for our sins. And he was crushed for our iniquities. The chastising for our well-being fell upon him, and by his scourging we are healed. All of us, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, but God, the Lord, has caused the iniquity of us all to fall upon him. He was oppressed and was afflicted, yet he didn't open up his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. As for his generation who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people, to whom the stroke was due. Then in verse 10, but the Lord was pleased to crush him, putting him to grief. If we would render himself as a guilt offering, we will see his offspring and he will prolong his days. Hear this. He was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace fell upon him. The chastening of our well for our well-being fell upon him. And by his scourging, we are healed. And, and uh, he says that by his stripes, we are healed. By his stripes, we were healed. Past tense. It doesn't say that we are becoming healed. We were healed. All we have to do is put our trust and put our faith in God. Now, in Numbers chapter 21, I'll, I'll read verses 7 and 8. You know this story, that God sent these serpents, and, 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 and whoever bit these uh, Israelites died. And then in verse 7, So the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned because we have spoken against the Lord and you. Intercede with the Lord that we may remove the serpents from us. And Moses interceded. And then the Lord said to Moses, make a fiery serpent and set it on a standard and it shall come about that everyone who is bitten and looks upon it shall live. Okay, this is that same serpent that you see in the medical community today. Whoever looks upon this, whoever looks upon these, these, uh, uh, this serpent will live. Okay, the bites represent sickness. I have so many verses um, in, 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 in Psalm 107, verse 20. He sent his word and healed me and delivered me from my destructions. So I want to look at this word, look, okay? Um, whoever looks upon him. Now, you have to understand that this, this uh, bronze serpent is a symbol of the cross. 
It's a picture of Jesus on the cross. And that word that looks, whoever looks upon it, that word looks means to occupy, to be occupied and influenced with what we're looking at. You're occupied by it. You know, have you ever seen a baby get something that it just stares at and just looks at and studies? It does that to, uh, I remember when my, my children put their hands on my face and they looked at me and they were, they, that's how they were looking at me and they were studying my face. That's what looking here means. Looking here means to pay attention. It, it means to give um, diligent attention and do all his command. That's what he's talking about. This attention, to, to pay attention to, to heed his word. In Mark 4.24, Jesus also taught us that it is by our attention and heeding to God's word that we measure his blessings to ourselves. He says the word of God is the seed. And like all seed, you know, like, you know he, he, he flew through the seed around. God is, is the way, um, yeah, the word of God is the way to get into the good ground and to keep it there. Remember, the, the birds couldn't eat it because it was in the ground. It was in the good ground. It wasn't on the rocks. Satan cannot hinder the seed from doing its work unless we allow him to get the seed out of the ground. He can only do this by getting you to turn your attention away from the word of God to your symptoms. Jonah called these symptoms lying vanities or these, these vain things that we look at and said while, while still, he said this while he was still in the fish. He says, I will look again toward your holy temple. And then we hear him offering this sacrifice of thanksgiving. He paid attention. Looking also means to have expectation. To look under the God for salvation means to expect salvation from him. We look to God to, and we expect salvation. We come to God and, and we expect salvation. When I pray for somebody to be saved, I expect that they're going to be saved. Well, how come I can, uh, I can believe in salvation through the cross, but not believe in healing, which was also paid for on the cross? The word looks also means to consider. Sarah considered, uh, you know, she, she, she considered God. She considered his word. Instead of considering her age, she received faith by considering the word of God. This word look, whoever looks upon it is a present tense. It's continuous. You must continually stare you must continually stare or continually consider or continually pay attention to or be occupied by this word until you are healed, until you are well. It is a steadfast faith that brought the fulfillment of God's promise to Abraham. Abraham believed God and it was considered to him as righteousness. Abraham believed the word of God. God said, you're going to have a son. Abraham prepared for it. I remember, and I think I told this story once before, um, that, that Abraham uh, believed, you know, Abraham 
um, sorry, not Abraham, but these uh, these these men um, came. Uh, they, these two guys in the uh, in the Dust Bowl back in the early 1900s. You know, when when there was no rain and it was just dust in the south and they had nothing. Well, the two men prayed for for the, the they prayed literally for uh, for rain. And so after they finished praying, they went to their respective houses. One of the farmers uh, went went back into his house and sulked. The other farmer went in and started started preparing the ground, started tilling the ground. And then the other farmer came and said, what are you doing, man? We haven't had rain. Why till the ground? And he said, well, it's one thing to pray for rain. It's another thing to prepare for rain. And I believe this for you today. If you'll prepare. I remember I was on the floor one day praying. And the Lord came to me and he said, he said, uh, Tommy, I, this is, that's what he calls me a lot of times when I pray. Is he says, Tommy, I don't want you to pray for revival anymore. I want you to prepare for revival. And then he told me about the billions soul revival that will happen. More than one. There's so many verses in the Bible that deal with healing, especially from his word. And if you would take them to heart, if you would take them to heart, I believe this, that you will walk in manifest healing. Do you believe that God is able to do this thing? Now, it's nobody's fault. And I, and I, hear, people, I hear people talking all the time, well, you just don't have any faith. You just don't have any faith. You're not healed. You know, that's the reason why you keep coming up for prayer. I can tell you this. Get a hold of the word of God. Get a hold of what he says. In Psalm 30, verse 2, he says, Oh, Lord, my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. Psalm 118, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Psalm 41.3, the Lord will sustain me on my bed of sickness, on my bed of illness, and he will sustain me on my sick bed. Jeremiah 30.17, for the Lord will restore health to me and heal me of my wounds. Joel 3.10, let the weak say, I am strong. Nahum 1.9, affliction will not rise up a second time. Malachi 4.2, the son of righteousness will arise for me with healing in his wings. Matthew 8.8, 8, that leper, he says, only speak a word and I will be healed. Matthew 8.13, as I have believed, so it will be done for me. When you don't feel healed, when, when you still see the symptoms, when you still have the pains. Mark 5, 29. Read this to yourself. Write it down. I know I will feel in my body when I am healed of my affliction. Not that I may or I know. I know that I'll feel in my body when I'm healed. I know it. Luke 5, 17, and the power of the Lord will be present to heal me.
Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I love this, Galatians 3.13. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law, having become a curse for me on the tree. Romans 8.2. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death is uh, carries with it sickness, but the spirit of life in Christ Jesus set me free of that. He became the curse on the tree. He became it. Well, I'm going to stop there, um, and then we'll pick up some of this tomorrow. But just know that God wants to heal you. If you're sick in your body today, you take the word and you receive the word with promise and believe it. We'll talk more about faith. We'll talk more about uh, these things and how to how to be healed and how to stay healed uh, the next time. So God bless you. You have a great day.